Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Everybody. <laughs> Where's that coming it's from? It's coming from here. Don't worry about it. Got it. Hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to tonight's show. This is Bible News Radio, and I'm glad that you're here with us tonight. Because you know what we're going to do? We we are going to, uh, well, I don't know, I kind of feel like dance a little bit, huh? Right? Yeah. Anyway, hey, what we're going <laughs> to do is we're going to talk about the news tonight. We have a couple of stories, about three of them that we're going to talk about, all having to do oddly with what people would call the cancel culture. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of sick of the cancel culture. (laughs) Except for one thing, canceling sin, right? We need to do that, right? Also, let me tell you, we're going to talk about Jesus first, okay? Because that's what we're going to do here. I want to let you know if you're not, if you're new to the show, I am your host, uh, Stacy Lynn Harp. You can call me Stacy Lynn. That's my preferred name, just so you know. And I say just so you know a lot, apparently, as well. <laughs> I've been told. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, um, so also I want to let you know that you can go over to BibleNewsRadio.com. You can join our email list over there. We also have a daily text message list that you can join. Um, you can get on that. I also notify, I send out a couple of texts a day. One usually has to do about what we're talking about in my daily disciples Facebook group, where we read the Bible every day together. And then the other one, if it's like a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, then I alert you to what we're talking about here on the show. Today is Friday. I got to play pickleball. Yeah, I did. Uh, and I was super excited to be able to play today because I haven't played in probably about a month and I have to say that I'm sore yeah I am also I'm married to the co-host of this show if you're if you're new and you don't know that I have a husband he's been my husband almost 29 years makes me feel super old but that's okay there he is right there no, he isn't. Over here. Not yet. Yeah. Well, anyway, Remember, that's preview. He'll be here eventually. This is live. Okay. <laughs> I pointed the right way. Yeah, you did. I did. <laughs> it's do a you, miracle. Do uh, your left. Yeah, there he is. Well, anyway, we've been we've been married almost twenty nine years, right? Right. You know, I never Two, used nine, to. Yeah. I never used to. Um, believe it when older couples would say oh i don't remember how long i've been married <laughs> but now i kind of do i'm i'm oh. getting to that age where i kind of do remember like like oh you know so anyway so that's randall uh, he's the guy that makes me look good he puts all these cool graphics in here uh if you're new to the show i've passed the halfway point the halfway point yeah that i've been married more than half of my life so have I, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't that make you feel old? Yeah, last year was not the case, but sometime around the end of the year, crossed the halfway mark. Hmm. Yeah. Just so you know. Well, anyway, thank you for being my co-host in life. And Likewise. And for making me look good here. <laughs> Oh, uh, you'd look good without me. I look better with you, though. True. Just, just saying. True. So. I'm, I'm a nice accessory. You are. <laughs> you're my favorite accessory, actually. <laughs> uh, Not good if you're uh, in court, in criminal court. Right. To be an accessory. That's right. Just saying. Nope. Anyway, so if you're new to the show, then now you know. That's my husband. And um, also, let's see, text message list, all that. Okay, yes, we are a nonprofit. Heart Tug International is our is our nonprofit. And anytime you'd like to donate to the show, feel free over at BibleNewsRadio.com. There's a give button over there someplace. <laughs> you can check it out. So, but the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk. We're going to talk a little bit um, <clears throat> about who is Jesus. 
you know, and, and, you know, I try to, if you're new, one of the things I want you to know that I try to do with this show that that's different than I, I would say most Christian media that does live streaming, um, is that I, I've had a varied background, um, with doing the show. I started out doing the show as primarily a podcast that I taped years ago and I interviewed a lot of authors and, and then politicians and then activists and, you know, I've interviewed thousands of people at this point. Um, and as God has moved me and grown me up in my faith in many ways, um, he has directed me differently and um, called me to do different things. And so one of the things that I do here on this show that's maybe different than another, quote, news show, is that I really want to emphasize the word of God first and then talk about what's going on in the news. And I do it from a conservative, biblical worldview because I think that's frankly the only way you should read the Bible because <laughs> it's pretty conservative. Um, but tonight, I, I want to share something with you that has been on my heart. It's something that I've been dealing with and, and been thinking about the last couple of weeks anyway. Um, and that has to do with who is Jesus and what's something about Jesus that, that um, maybe we just kind of look over, we gloss over who he is in the word of God. Um, and, and that has to do with him being a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. Um, but, but not only that, not only was Jesus a man of sorrow acquainted with grief, but the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 52 that his appearance was marred beyond that of a man and his form beyond the sons of mankind. And this, this was a, this was a prophecy of, of Jesus, um, as a result of the, the flogging that he took as a result of the crucifixion, the crucifixion that he endured for, for our sin, for your sin and my sin. Um, And, you know, I know years ago, the Passion of the Christ movie came out and everybody made this big, you know, deal about the fact that, you know, the crucifixion in it was, quote, the most real that anybody had ever seen in a film. But honestly, that didn't even, that, that did it no justice whatsoever. No justice, really. Because if Jesus was marred, beyond that of a man, what that means is that you can even recognize that he was a man. He was so, his flesh was so torn apart and ripped. You can't even tell. And I don't know about you, but there, you know, there, there have been, um, men of war like Dave Reaver, uh, or Rover, Reaver, Rover. Anyway, this guy many years ago, he's been very famous for being a Christian inspirational speaker. He was a veteran or, or he was in the military and he was blown up like, but he survived and he's gone through gazillions of surgeries and his face, they had to put it together and they had to put his skull back together and all these v- various things. And even doing all of that with all the surgery, you could still tell he was a man even having had that tragic detonation happen next to him. And yet Jesus, it says here that he was marred beyond that of a man. And his form was beyond the sons of mankind. And in Isaiah 53, verse 3 and 4, it says he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and like one from whom men hide their face. He was despised and we did not esteem him. We, and then it says, surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Not, it's not the picture that Hollywood paints. 
and it's not the picture that the church generally paints. We don't like to look at it. Sure, we do communion and we remember that Jesus died for us and we hold up our grape juice or whatever. But there is no real strong emphasis in most places about this. Why do I bring this up? I bring it up because about almost 19 years ago, my mom died. And I was in my early 30s when that happened. And, and um, I had no concept back then of the fact that Jesus carried my sorrow. I knew he was a man of sorrows. And I knew he was acquainted with grief. But I really didn't understand that. I didn't, I didn't really get it. You know, 19 years has passed and my dad just passed away a couple of weeks ago, not even a month yet. And um, a couple of weeks back, I was studying in Isaiah 53. Um, Pam Gillespie has done this great study. It's called Anointed, and it's all about Isaiah 53. And I was listening to one of her teachings on it. One of the things that she pointed out was that <clears throat> he carried our sorrow and he carried our grief. And I don't know what it was about how she taught it, but I heard it. And I got this picture as I was listening to it about how, like, amazing that is. Because I don't know about you, but I, I'm an empath. And so I feel people. You know, most people, you know, you can kind of go into a room and you feel there's energy or whatever. Uh, well, I can tell you part of one of the hardest parts for me being a therapist when I was, was knowing that if somebody was going to ha- come in and they're angry, oh, I would feel it. If they were like happy, I would feel it. If they were really overwhelmingly sad, man, I totally feel it. I could cry like on a dime. <laughs> you know, it's like I can feel that. Now magnify that one person magnify that that grief that sorrow magnify all of that on a sinless person who claimed to be god and that's who jesus is he's god and yet he committed no sin and there was no deceit in him whatsoever You know, he resisted temptation. The Bible says that he resisted temptation to the point of shedding blood. You can read that in Hebrews. And I remember when I was first a young believer and my, this guy, Robert, he, he said, have you ever resisted sin to the point of shedding blood? And I'm like, no. And he's like, um, you know, I'm like 14. I'm like, no, I have no idea. You know, I'm never. (laughs) And he's like, well, that's what Jesus did for you. He resisted temptation to the point of shedding blood. When he went into the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says that he sweat drops of blood. And there's actually a medical condition that, that's been verified by doctors. I, don't, I forgot the name of it. But, but basically what it is, it's the vessels in the head and they burst because there's so much um, stress that has happened. And, and apparently there have been a few people in the world that have had it because they've been able to identify it. But when you consider that the death of Christ began in the, in the garden, and we're going to be coming up on Easter soon. So Good Friday is something that we should probably be all thinking about. He went into the garden and began weeping and praying. And his disciples, who he asked to pray with him for one hour, couldn't do it. They fell asleep. And I think, I don't know about you, but I think if Jesus were, were have to come out to me and, and say, could you not have stayed awake and kept watch with me for one hour? That's all, that's all I've ever asked of you. And it's interesting, too, because if you do a study of the questions and the things that Jesus asked of other people to do for him, that is it. That's like the one thing he asked his disciples to do. Now, he taught them by modeling, and he would ask them to do stuff in that way. But the one thing he asked for them to do for him was to watch and pray for one hour, and they couldn't do it. And yet Jesus, you know, um, 
despite all of that, he endured that for us. And, and even though he did all of that, the Bible says he was like one from whom men hide their face. And I've been thinking about that because I was thinking, you know, there's different ways we hide our face from one another, right? Like, so for example, so like, I've always read this as like, people would look at him and they'd hide their face. Like they wouldn't look like, Ooh, I don't want to see you. Cause Ooh, you're so ugly or whatever. Right. And maybe that, maybe that's what that means. Maybe, maybe that was, he was so uncomely and unstately in his, how he looked that people just couldn't, I don't even want to look. But I wonder if there wasn't something more to that, too. That maybe the conviction of the sin of that person, they couldn't look at him because they conv- they felt convicted of their sin, maybe. And so they're like, don't look at me, because if you look at me, then I'm going to be totally convicted of, of sin, and you're going to, you know, like, you know, God's eyes piercing through you, you know, per- like, like, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> and yet Jesus is so loving, right? I mean, he's, he is love. He is love on steroids love, right? I mean, he loves us so much. And yet, how many people have embraced this, this Jesus? How many people have actually embraced this, this God-man? So I just want to throw that out tonight just to to give you a little uh, word bite, word snack, as I used to call it with Randall. Randall used to call it word snack. To think about who is Jesus to you in your suffering? Who is he to you in your sorrow? You know, I, I for me, right now, he is carrying my grief. You know, today's the first day I haven't cried and the day ain't over yet. <laughs> I've teared up a few times, but... I've not actually cried hard like I have all the previous, you know, couple weeks. And what I will say, though, is that I have a confidence and a peace because I know my God better. I know him better. And he knows me better. And I'm, 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 I'm almost 20 years older than I was when my mom died. So, of course, he knows me better. So let me encourage you and let me exhort you to consider who Jesus is in that regard as he allows himself and you allow him to walk with you through maybe the hard things that you're going through, right? A lot of people right now are upset about a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of people are upset about some of the stuff I'm going to share with you right now and what's going on in the news and stuff. And I just have to say that... Um, you know, this this is tough. We live in hard times. We live in unjust times. We are a wicked and perverse generation to use God's words, right? And has, has America been abandoned by God? I can't say that completely. But what I can say is our government, I think, has. And I think that we have an opportunity as followers of Christ to be the light in the city, you know, to be the salt of the earth to be the people that he's called us to be, to be people of the way, you know, and to not have our hearts be troubled because of what's going on, but rather to stand firm in this day because God can use you to reach somebody else who needs hope. And let's not forget, we have hope, right? Like I'm grieving as those, I, I have hope that I'm gonna see my dad again. But there's so many people out there that that are grieving without hope. They don't have hope. They don't have hope. They don't believe. Their hearts have been hardened. So let's not forget that God is still working in us and through us. And there's still lots of people that need him. So I want to encourage you to to pray for people, to reach out to people, to love people where they're at. I I mean, he's been working on me there. (laughs) You know, there's a couple people that get under my skin and God's like, okay, Stace, let's let's keep buffing you out here. We're going to work on that. Right. Um, But 
you know, it is, it is what it is, right? We're work in progress till the day we go home to be with them. So there. All right. So that's what I'm going to say about that. All right. So let's look at some of the news uh, of the day. What do you think I should start with, Randall? What do you think? Um, well, <laughs> why don't we start with, um, put my face on screen so I'm not this, you know, disembodied voice. Why don't we start with, um, um, come on, what's his name? Mike Lindell story. Okay. So Mike is the CEO, the Christian CEO of MyPillow. Uh, and there's an article written by Craig Huey over on MyChristianDaily.com uh, titled, Christian CEO of MyPillow, I am not backing down to those centering trying to force bankruptcy. Uh, it says here, um, let me tell you about five disturbing things you should know about Mike Lindell of MyPillow. Number one, who is Mike Lindell? He had a dream to, to build a better pillow, and after years of research, setbacks, and not making money, his My Pillow took America by storm. He's one of the American dream stories. Uh, then he talks about that. My household has several, and it's been one of America's great success, success stories of selling the product directly to the consumer, and then because of huge demand, retail stores picking it up. Over 41 million My Pillows have been sold. Wow. Number two, Mike Lindell is a conservative and a Christian. Praise God for that. These are two negatives that have gotten him into trouble. <laughs> Mike has been courageous and bold in speaking out about controversial subjects. Number one, politics. He has been a supporter of Donald Trump, conservative causes, and candidates. Number two, faith. He has been courageous and bold talking about his Christian faith. And number three, religious freedom. He speaks out in support of religious freedom at a time when it's under severe attack. Four, faith-based social services. He openly supports Christian groups, especially those fighting drug and alcohol addictions. The horror of it all. <laughs> Number three, Mike Lindell is being censored. Because Mike believes that there was voter fraud in the 2020 election and was willing to say so, he has been censored by Twitter. But the voter fraud issue is just a pretext. He is being censored because he doesn't believe in the corporate state. He doesn't believe in collectivism and statism did i say that right yes yes he doesn't believe in a government so big it can take away your freedom and he believes we should investigate voter fraud facebook has shut him down other platforms have shut him down number four mike lindell is a victim of an organized and well-coordinated campaign a well-organized campaign has been launched against him to ask radio, TV, and digital advertising companies to remove his advertisements for his business. A massive campaign urged people to write the president, board of directors, and other corporate executives at stores such as Bed Bath & Beyond, Kroger, and Kohl's. They have stopped carrying my pillow. Why? Because he is politically conservative and not silent. Because he's a Christian and not silent. They want to force Mike Lindell into bankruptcy, and they're trying to shut him down. Five, this type of attack on ideas is wrong and un-American. America was founded upon freedom of speech and freedom of expression. You don't have to be a Republican or a Democrat. You don't have to be conservative or a libertarian or a Christian. You don't have to be someone who agrees with any political point of view. What is necessary is that we protect all ideas because a government that's big enough to stop one idea is big enough to stop your idea. And now the mighty arm of the government, in collusion with big tech, in collusion with the big media, and emp empowered by a trained army of political activists using digital marketing, is trying to change America into a socialist or communist state where only the official party line is acceptable. Can we do something about mysteries? Very distracting to me. <clears throat> Um, our dog is itching like crazy, making a ton of noise, and it's driving me crazy here. Um, and also, I'm going to go ahead and share this over here on Twitter as well. And by the way, Bible News Radio, this show is censored everywhere as well. I mean, I'm on Periscope right now, which is owned by Twitter. I have 6,000 followers on Periscope. People who actually found the show and liked it like five years ago, and our... Our followership grew on Periscope like you wouldn't believe. And then a couple years ago, 
they started hiding us. Right now, I got one people, one person. It's probably me on watching the show on Periscope. One. I mean, they completely have hidden me on Periscope. On YouTube, I don't even know. I just, how many people are even on YouTube over there? Um, YouTube, I show three people watching, and one of them is me. So that's two people on YouTube. Uh, Facebook, I don't even know. Probably two people are seeing it on Facebook. Uh, maybe if if I'm lucky, when I when I update my Facebook page, my Bible News Radio Facebook page has has about 3,700 likes, all organic, none paid for. And when I sent out a, a thing about this show a couple of hours ago, hoping that it gets in people's feeds and they could see it, it showed that it reached seven people. So I got seven plus two, which is nine, plus two more, which is 11, right? So 11 people on Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube have seen my show. 11 people. Meanwhile, I have a text message list of like 65 people or so that I text directly to their thing. And I will show you right now on Periscope, even though I'm logged in, it actually shows zero people watching this show. I don't even know if you could see it. Um, so anyway, it is, it is really not, um, it's not a lie that conservative Christians are being targeted at all. And my show, even on YouTube, has been, um, it's been, it's been taken down sometimes the same day, sometimes a couple of weeks, sometimes a couple of months later, and not because of anything that we've actually done, but by virtue of whatever the title of the show was. Because then we go back and we're like, wait, how did we violate YouTube's hate speech or terms of service or whatever? And we're like, I just read a liberal article, you know, and gave my commentary and they removed my show. It's like right now we have, I think, one strike. I think they removed it. But anyway, my point is, is it's happening to everybody who is a biblical conservative or a conservative that dares to speak the truth about what's going on. And honestly... I used to get so upset about it, but now I'm like, okay, you know what? God will let whoever wants to see this show see it. And it's kind of like we're in the underground church, you know? <laughs> hey, come here. Go over and see Bible News Radio because Bible News Radio is like, you know, it's over there. And, you know, here's the thing. And I and I will just tell you this. My, my, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. It just went, just went out of my head. Um. My plan, that's not the strategy. There you go. My strategy with this show is to not give it an inflammatory title, but to always talk about the so-called inflammatory topics. <laughs> because if that's the game they're playing, then we need to be wise as serpents and as innocent as doves, right? And we're on secular platforms trying to share the gospel of Jesus Christ right now. The devil does not like that. He doesn't like that us Christians who believe Jesus is God and, and all the gospel. He doesn't like that we're using his medium right now to share the good news. What's the point of the good news? To share, to share so that people get saved, they don't spend eternity in hell, which is a real place, by the way. So, you know, I'm not going to get all outraged it's annoying. I find, I find it very annoying, but I'm not going to get outraged because I understand there's a spiritual battle going on. And, you know, the, when Jesus sent out his disciples, he told them to be wise as serpent and as innocent as doves, you know, and he told them to take what was on their back, basically. And anybody that didn't accept him, just shake off the dust off your shoes and go somewhere else. Well, digitally, in many ways, that's what we're doing, right? Okay, it's all right. God's word can, they, everybody throughout history who's ever hated God and the word of God and has tried to destroy the word of God, well, let's just say they didn't succeed, did they? Because we here are proclaiming the word of God. In fact, you know, it's interesting. I was, I was uh, thinking about the, the guys who were on the road to Emmaus. They were on, they were on the road going to Emmaus. 
after the death of Jesus. And, and, um, it was something I just, you know, I want to point to. So they're, they're talking and then up comes Jesus and they don't know it's Jesus. And he's like, Hey, what are you guys talking about? He's like, what? and they're like, what are you, Hey, where have you been? You know, <laughs> don't you know this Jesus guy died, you know, and everything. And, and this is my paraphrase. Um, and Jesus is like, Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of that guy. And, and anyway, he, he, he ends up going from the old Testament, which is all they had back then. And he talked to them for however long that trip was. I don't recall, but he talked to them and he told them about him from the old Testament. That's a conversation I would have loved to have. But what did Jesus do? He took them back to the word of God. He took them back to the scripture. He didn't take them to a prophet and, and have them hear some fluffy thing or whatever. He, he didn't take them to, you know, an open gathering and say, hey, listen to that guy over there. It's doing such and such. He took them back to the word of God. And he said, it was prophesied here, here, and here, and here, and here, and here, and here, and here. And the Bible says that their hearts burned within them. And then it wasn't until at the end of the conversation you know, they, they, you know, basically invited him in. Jesus kind of like, oh, I don't know. He kind of messed with them a little bit. But then he goes in, they break bread. And when the bread was broken, their eyes were opened to who, who they were talking to. The risen Christ, right? So God, God can get his word anywhere, even though big tech is trying to suppress it. So we just have to be wise as serpents, innocent as doves. And just go, okay, whatever. I ain't worried. I and I'm really not worried. I, I'm not worried at all. But anyway, back to back to this article. Uh so this guy, uh, he says, This is dangerous, this is wrong. We saw a boycott of evangelical clothes and shoes. We've seen boycotts of other conservative or Christian companies, but they usually fizzle. Social Democrats like a great pillow. <laughs> Conservatives like Soviet-owned Ben and Jerry's ice cream, we all should respect free speech. Mike says, I will not back down in the video. Like Mike, you and I cannot back down. Like Mike, I encourage you to speak up and defend our freedom of speech. Silence means we give up and the socialists win. So that's Craig Huey, which, by the way, I think I've actually had Craig. Yeah, many years ago I had him on my show. He, he writes this thing called the Huey Report. He's an older guy, uh, and he... Um, he, he used to be on one of my favorite Christian radio stations in California, which is KBRT. And uh, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, Mike Lindell, pray for him and go buy a pillow, okay? All right, another story. Speaking of YouTube, um, <clears throat> one of the biggest pro-life ministries out there is LifeSite. LifeSite has a website uh, and they had a YouTube channel. And according now to World Net Daily, uh, it says here, YouTube kills LifeSite's channel. Every video is completely gone. It says here, we are in a war waged by left-wing liberals seeking to annihilate all conservative voices. Um, it says here, YouTube deleted a pro-life news outlet's channel for, quote, violating our COVID-19 misinformation policy. A spokeswoman told the Daily Caller News Foundation Wednesday, LifeSite News announced the ban Wednesday morning, noting that it cut off it cut the site off from its 300,000 followers. Uh, this isn't a temporary ban, the site said in a post. Every single one of our videos is completely gone. Thankfully, we have backup of all our videos, but this means hundreds of thousands of people have lost access to our truth-telling content. YouTube's COVID-19 misinformation policy prohibits, quote, content that promotes prevention methods that contradict local health authorities or who, the World Health Organization, unquote. Spokesman Ivy Choi said, any channel that violates our COVID-19 misinformation policy will receive a strike, which temporarily restricts uploading or live streaming. Channels that receive three strikes in the same 90-day period will be permanently removed from YouTube. YouTube has not clarified to the DCNF which of LifeSite's videos violated its policy. Daily Caller News Foundation. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell you, they don't... I mean, YouTube has done this to us. You can put in an appeal, but they ignore it. They don't even, you know. 
And it says here, this is no longer a game of trying to play with the tech titans, arbitrary leftist virtue singling rules. LifeSite added in a blog post, we are in a war waged by left-wing liberals seeking to annihilate all conservative voices. LifeSite News did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the DCNF, Daily Caller News Foundation. So, um, and, and again, you know, this is where I, I draw the line with YouTube. YouTube is owned by Google. Okay, Google, their motto is that they want to have the mind of God. Uh, over the weekend, I watched this amazing message from Pastor Billy Crone. He was talking about the invasion of artificial inti- uh, intelligence and how AI is actually a new church in many ways. And anyway, he gave this really great message. I just loved it. I got to go back and watch it again because it was so good. But the point is, is that... YouTube is owned by Google, who hates God, <laughs> and they actually mock God. If you if you do Alexa, if you do an Alexa um, thing and ask who Jesus is and some other stuff, you're gonna get some snarky responses. You're not gonna get the typical stuff apparently, unless they changed it. But I draw the line. I'm not going to give YouTube any money right? I'm certainly, I mean, I'm going to do this show, right? But I'm not going to advertise anything on YouTube. Why would I want to give them money when they ban me or they strike my channel? That's stupid. And yet at the same time, there are, like, what are the options? Well, for here, a couple of people have asked me, where are you going to put the show after Periscope shuts it down? Probably a Christian media outlet, because the church is so apostate that this show needs to be in Christian media outlets. So, okay. So God doesn't, maybe, maybe God's moving this and saying, okay, we don't want you on any more secular platforms. We'll just have to pay through the nose to be on a Christian platform. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what God does. I'm not worried about it. Um, but I do think it's funny that, um, and I think it's sad because I, I know a ton of people that have Christian content on YouTube that have been flagged. Uh, they It's been deleted. My friend L.A. Marzuli, who talks about the supernatural, he talks about UFOs from a biblical perspective. He was making $3,500 a month in, in revenue on his channel at one point, and they just completely cut him off. They're like, no more for you. Jan Markell from Olive Tree Ministries, she's pro-Israel prophecy channel. They flagged her show for being, you know, like pro-Israel. So what is it? Like, okay, so you have to be anti-Israel. You got to be anti-God. You got to be anti-life. You have to be pro-gay. You have to be (laughs) all the things of the flesh that the world promotes in order to get any visibility on these platforms. And yeah, you know what, you guys? Read Revelation chapter 18. Revelation chapter 18 depicts the fall of Babylon, the whore. The horror of Babylon is going down in that chapter. And and it's a very impactful, and I know Bareface hates, Bareface hates that word. It's an impactful chapter because Revelation 18, when you read that, it talks about how the merchants of the world and all these people, they mourned her. She was destroyed, like I think it says in an hour. She was gone. The, the, the whore of Babylon who just like puts out all the sexual immorality in the world and corrupts everything. And you, that's the number one corruption against the gospel is sexual immorality in all deviant forms everywhere. And I actually saw this week on Facebook, there was this graphic. I haven't been able to verify it, but nothing would surprise me. Um, the And what the graphic was, it was a picture of a mother and a daughter. Um, and the daughter was... Um, the, the mother was standing behind her daughter with her arms around her back to, to her chest in like a sexual type um, way. And the, what the caption read was, we're, we're lovers, even though we're mother and daughter, we're lovers. And this is a new thing. And I, and I asked the person that posted it, I said, do you know, do you actually have a source for this? Because I'd like to know what the source of it is. There was no article or anything with it. And yet at the same time, the very fact that somebody would, let's say it's not even legit, right? 
the very fact that somebody would make that graphic with that info in there to make it sound legit tells you how deviant the minds of people are and how deviant our culture has become. You know, I've been saying this for years that, you know, the, the you know, slouching towards Gomorrah, you know, the book that was made famous um, by that Supreme Court guy. Was it Bork? I think it was. Robert Bork, I think, wrote that book. I have to look it up. But anyway, the point is, is that when when marriage is devalued and any sexual I'm trying to think of the right word <sighs> sexual activity I guess that's not the word I want to think but anyway any when any sexual activity is celebrated regardless of what it is whether it's uh, infidelity adultery pedophilia bestiality homosexuality etc when that is celebrated, that goes against everything that God created, right? I mean, God created sexuality for one man and one woman in marriage. You know, Adam and Eve, people. It's that simple. That's it. A girl and a boy, they get married, they get together. And the Bible says, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And yet, what, what, what have we done? In fact, I was reading this in Mark this week. I think it was Mark. They, the, the religious leaders were coming to Jesus saying, hey, we, uh, can we get a divorce? And Jesus is like, well, what does the law say? You know, did not Moses allow for a certificate of divorce? Yes. Why? Because they hardened their hearts. That's why. So it's all a hard issue. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it, it, it is... You know, it, it is a slippery slope. In TV, if you go back and you watch television back in the 50s and the 40s or whenever TV became super famous, they didn't even, like like on I Love Lucy, they would have two beds for the married couple. <laughs> and when they filmed that, the actors had to keep their foot on the floor during the filming because there was an air of decency back then that marriage was a good thing and that sex should not be shown or anything. And as the culture started to decline and slouch towards Gomorrah, uh, pretty much all manner of everything is out there now. You want to comment, Bareface? Yeah, if I may. Go for it. Well, I would in, take a drink. In that interaction with uh, uh, the religious leaders, I think it was just Pharisees. But at that time in the first century, there were two schools of thought based on rabbinic tradition. There was uh, Hillel, and then there was, um, um, oh, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, you know, one was saying it had a strict rules for divorce, as the scripture said, for uncleanness. But then, well, what does that mean? you know uncleanness and then and then there was one rab you know one was saying it was just for you know sexual morality adultery and another rabbi was saying you know uncleanness could be anything like she didn't keep herself looking good or you know like the way she cooked or something like that and so there was some contention about that they brought it to jesus well is it lawful divorce you know for man divorce his wife or just any reason you know, like, settle this debate between us, these two camps. And the reply of Jesus was basically, where you're going wrong is you're looking at, at marriage as a human institution, that it's something ordained by man. He says, but, you know, it says, not that way. Um, you know, God made the male and female, and, uh, you know, yeah, what God, what God, you know, that man should cleave to his wife, you know, the two should become flesh, one flesh, and let not man separate, or divide, put asunder, and, and they said, well, why did Moses give a, you know, allow for a certificate of a divorce then? And he told well, because of hardness of heart. Right. It was, and... So what we've seen today 
Oh, we hear people, marriage, well, it's just a piece of paper, whatever, as if it's something ordained by man. It's it's something that, you know, a state gives you, that it's some invention of culture. And if that's the case, then it's going to change with culture, and anything goes, and, you know, there are all kinds of families and stuff like that. Uh, but that's what, you know, we need to look at. It. Marriage is either a human institution, something ordained by man, or it's or it's a divine institution ordained by God. And if you take the latter position, I think it goes a lot better for everyone. Well, and it I mean, obviously, it is a God-ordained thing. He's the one that created us in the first place. And second of all, um, you know, he says that uh that marriage is is a picture of Christ in the church. And if you continue reading in the book of Revelation, I only know this because I've been teaching out of the book, um, you're going to see that Jesus is the bridegroom and the church is the bride. And there's going to be a, this great marriage supper of the Lamb. And it's, it's, it's going to be beautiful. And it's, it, it's depicted where everybody is wearing white clothes. You know, they're, they're pure and spotless. Um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Okay. So before our time runs out here, we're trying to keep to an hour. So I'm going to go ahead and get to our last uh, story here that we pulled. This is from the Christian uh, um, CBNnews.com. Um, titled, Speaking Out Against Biden's Transgender Policy Lands Christian Scholar in Facebook Jail for Incitement. Now I know this guy. He's a friend of mine, just so you know. It says here, Facebook this week suspended Christian uh scholar Robert A. Gagnon for 24 hours because he publicly disagreed with both transgender ideology and with President Joe Biden's transgender military policy on the social media site. The social media giant claimed that Gagnon's criticism of the government-imposed ideology violated the platform's community standards on violence and incitement, according to PJ Media. That's Pajamas Media, in case you're wondering. Um, Facebook, a company known for collecting data about the individuals that uses its platform, should have had their fact checkers do a little research on Gagnon before suspending him. He holds a Ph.D. in Pauline Theology and Sexuality from Princeton Theological Seminary. He has published a scholarly book titled The Bible and Homosexual Practice Texts and Hermeneutics. By the way, you should get the book. It's great. You probably cannot get it on Amazon, though, because they ban books by these people. He's also a professor of New Testament theology at Houston Baptist University. Super nice guy, by the way. The scholar was defending his friend Lori Higgins. Okay, Lori Higgins is also somebody who's been on my show. She she's in she writes for a uh, a website um, who also spoke out against Biden's transgender policy and received a seven day suspension because of it. There was. Absolutely no incitement to violence on our part. We abhor violence done to any person, Gagnon told PJ Media on Tuesday. This is just a thinly veiled and pathetic excuse for censorship of any critical views towards trans, tranny, tyranny, tyranny rather. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm, thank you. I uh, Trans tyranny over our consciences, religion, and reason. Only one point of view is being allowed, he added. Ominously, Trump was not the great danger to the republic. The left-wing canceling is. And um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Um, I will say Lori Higgins, um, to be fair, Lori is in your face in her writing. Um, I've had a couple of, of um, unfortunate like interactions with her. I, I love her in the Lord, but I don't I don't like her. Uh, she's in your face. And so I can understand why her stuff is, was banned. Robert is never that way. Robert, he, he sticks with the facts. I mean, not that Lori doesn't, but, you know, there's a nicer way to say certain things, right? I mean, you can still say the truth more gently, you don't have to say it sometimes the way some of these people do. And, you know, I'm fair. I mean, I'm definitely fair. I think that some on the Christian right are kind of um, obnoxious, uh, which is why I don't associate with the Christian right, <laughs> because I do not, I don't feel comfortable as a Christian 
that would be considered on the Christian right. I don't feel comfortable with some of the people that I used to associate these days because I think they've lost their mind. And I think that, I don't think they've lost, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that they've lost their mind, but I think that their anger is, it's over the top and it's a turn off. And if it's a turn off to me, somebody who agrees with them, then how is that going to be helpful to somebody who disagrees with them? Right? Oh, you're just getting soft. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I have friends that are grandparents who are my age. So maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just so, maybe I'm just softened up or something. Maybe I'm not, maybe I don't think that, that certain tactics are helpful because like, you know, who's, who's, win who's winning who here? Right? I mean, uh, and the anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God, period. And when I look at certain brothers and sisters, I'm like, oh, gosh, you need a chill pill because you're like about ready to, to explode. Your face is all red. You need to like calm down. You might have high blood pressure. We might, we have to, you know, the, the sin in the world isn't going to kill you. A heart attack will because you're so stressed out. You got to relax, people. I don't think God ever intended us to be fighting about these issues in quite this way. And if you read the Gospels and you really pay attention to Jesus and how he interacted with people, he never, ever, ever got ticked off at the sinners. He got ticked off at the religious folk. That's who he got ticked off at. He got mad at the religious leaders of that time because they were coming in and they were laying down the law, literally, and they were challenging him on everything, which I, I mean, if you think about it, I can kind of understand why they did. I mean, they wanted to make sure like, you know, they were waiting for their Messiah. It's like, this guy really the Messiah, you know I mean? And, and yet there was, you know, people who believed, but then there's these other people, you know, you, you read the gospels and you see this, you know, and yet the devil's good. Devil is diabolical. He is so good at what he does because what the devil has done has said, you know, people in the church, thou shall not judge other people in the church. So you cannot call out the false teachers of the church today. <laughs> and he twists scripture and, you know, I mean, and, and it's like, you know, we should not be yelling at and condemning the world. God doesn't even do that. He didn't come into the world to condemn it. He came into the world to save it, right? So why are we, why are we as people doing that? And brothers and sisters are, and it's a shame. And, you know, I have to tell you, it grieves me because, you know, people like my friend Julie Royce. I love Julie, okay? Julie uh, used to have a show over on Moody Radio. I don't know if she still does or not. But um, but Julie, you know, she's, come, she's coming under attack for exposing sin in the church. You know, apparently there's been some stuff going on at John MacArthur's church. Uh, there's, there's been, um, Ravi Zacharias, his ministry, the more that comes out about Ravi Zacharias and the sexual sin that that guy was involved in throughout his, his ministry. I mean, I just, I just read something yesterday where Ravi Zacharias encouraged somebody to get an abortion because she got pregnant by Ravi's brother years ago and it's been all documented right in the zacharias foundation and they've come out and they've made some public statements about some stuff but you know that is horrible when you when you have what many called the the premier number one christian apologist of the 21st century after his passing well actually a lot of this happened before his passing but now after his passing stuff it's like when you look at that, it's like, okay, there are people hiding people in the church who are not of God. I'm not saying Robbie isn't of God, but I am saying that that sin, that's what needs to be called out. And that's what Jesus would call out. He would totally call that out. And he did. He called out the Pharisees and Sadducees, 
on theological terms, on moral issues, on sin. But he never condemned the sinner because he came to save the sinner. He came to save those who were sick, who needed a doctor. That would be me, by the way. I need a doctor because I'm sick. My sin has made me sick, and I need Jesus to make me better. Right? So, the, in the, the, the frustration is, is how do you, how do you, how do you do this? I'm, and I'm going to tell you something, and it's because God, over the last six months in my life, has really, um, taking me on a journey and I'll end it all in the show on this note, you know, um, taking me on a journey in his word, you know, most Christians don't read the word of God. They don't, they're convinced they, they have been cleverly tricked into reading a devotional with one verse of the day or you version post scripture of the day. And they, and that's it. They actually don't sit down and read God's word, you know, and what I can tell you is that half hour a day or more of sitting in God's word and, and just reading it. I'm not even talking studying it. I'm just talking reading it will change your whole life if you do it. You know, and do it with other people. It will strengthen you up. It will strengthen you and you want to tell more people. And people want to do it. They just... A lot of people are embarrassed. They, they're like, oh, I don't want to admit that I struggle with this. Right? We have support groups for everything else but that. And, you know, it's like, why not consider doing that? So um, starting next week on Friday, the 19th, February 19th, um, and afterwards, I'm going to be doing a, um, a God Time Together morning group at 7.30 a.m. Central Time on Zoom on Monday and Friday. It's two days a week because I network Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I also play pickleball, people, just so you know. And nothing is going to interfere with my exercise because I need it. Um, but Monday and Friday are good days for me to do a two-day-a-week Bible reading accountability. And so... I'm going to throw that out there. If you're interested in joining me on Monday and Friday to read the Bible at 7.30 in the morning and have an hour there, then let me know. And the three days in between, I'll text you and say, hey, where are you reading the Bible? Tell me. It will change your life. It will. So I'm, I'm asking, you know, I probably should have thrown this out at the beginning of the show, but if you're interested in that, I'm asking for a $25 donation, suggested donation to our show, Heart Tug International, um, to help cover the cost of my Zoom account and other things. And so that you put a little skin in the game to do this. It will change your life. I guarantee it. It's changed mine. And um, I cannot imagine not ever doing this. I can't imagine ever not being in some type of accountability with somebody spiritually. Because you grow as the body. Right? I mean, if you think about it, when you watch a child grow, it's not like one leg grows and everything else stays the same. <laughs> one member doesn't just grow on its own. If it does, it's probably got cancer or something bad that shouldn't be doing it. Um, your body grows up together. All the parts grow together. So that's what this is. It's an opportunity to grow together in God's word. Uh, and let God teach you. Let God teach you as you pray and read the word of God. You know, and you're accountable to somebody for it. I have friends that text me a couple times a week, say, hey, and they do it in the morning. They say, hey, today I'm going to read this, this, and this. Uh, I have a new text message list I actually just set up. You're welcome to join it. All you got to do is text Team Unstuck to 33222. It's the, same, um, it's the same code that I use for Bible News. You can also get on my Bible News radio one. You can text Bible News to 33222. If you don't know how to do that, contact me through my website. Give me your phone number. I'll add you on both that. And every day you'll get a text from me asking you where you're going to read. And I want to know. And then you'll get text messages to our daily disciples group and notifications about our show. It's that simple. Right? So uh, so think about that. Pray about it. 
And um, Randall and I will be back tomorrow night with another edition of Bible News Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, God loves you very much. Remember, he was a he is a man of sorrow. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. I encourage you to go read Isaiah 53, 52 and 53. Check those two chapters out. I think you'll you'll see some stuff there. And then come back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock where we'll kind of redo this again. And remember, I always say be bold, stand up, and go with God, people, because he loves you. And you know what? You will know that more if you read his word more. Guarantee it. Promise you. All right, so I'll see you tomorrow night.